What's in the queue? 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 Okay, so the boyfriend and I just forcefully made you watch the trailers for A Quiet Place, yes? <sighs> How you feeling? Um, I'm happy that we've upgraded from wine to hard liquor. Yes, we, we, we do have some more. No, um, okay, so the reason I wanted you to see the trailer before we started discussing it is because when the, the first time I saw that trailer was when... I took Cassie to go see Justice League. Mm. Well, that's an appropriate thing to have your child watch. It was great. It was great because when, like, that first trailer, it opens up. It's this beautiful sunny day. Girl laying on some sand. It's gorgeous. Why am I so scared right now? And I was like, kid, close your eyes. And as the trailer just kept going and kept going, she just kept creeping closer and closer and finally, like, got under my arm. Yeah. And was just, like, shivering, huddled next to me the whole time. And I happened to look one row behind us because I knew that there was another family sitting back there. Yeah. Dad had daughter. Mom had son. Under both arms. And we, we just kind of looked at each other and gave each other the, we're going to make it. It's, gonna, mm. it's almost over. We're going to mm-hmm. be okay. Look. So, ever since that, that trailer hooked me. I knew I was going to go see it. And, hell yeah, I went and saw it tonight. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh my god, it's so good. I may have nightmares from the trailer. And you didn't even see anything. Yeah. I saw everything. See, I think the not seeing is more scary to me. Yes. Because, you know, like Jason, I'm I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. But it's the build up. Mm -hmm. The build up freaks me out so bad it's like being front seat of a roller coaster at night that your friends force you on friends i've heard that that happens i like to sit in the middle okay i don't want to be in the back sure and i don't want to be in the front same with haunted houses don't want to be in the front that's fine safety in the middle because the chainsaw has to go through a couple people before it can get to you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance for it to get, like, stuck or something. Thank you. Yeah. I will sacrifice I mean, that's just, others. That's just logic. Yeah. I, I just yeah. want to be middle lane all the time. But seriously, everyone, you should go see A Quiet Place. Oh, my God. See, and the bad part is, my man, he don't watch the scary movies. Oh. So, either I'm never going to see it. Okay. Or I have to watch that crap by myself. I will say, did you watch Stranger Things by yourself? Yeah. You'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Really? Well, that just took all the wind out of the sail. Did it really? Yeah. Because Stranger Things like scared the crap out of me while I was watching it. I wasn't scared. I was like oh. excited. Okay, like... no. Okay, then no. Let me put some wind back in these sails okay. because I definitely had my entire body clenched. Eighty-seven percent of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the movie alternates between simple nature noises and the their eldest child. She she is deaf. She oh. like she is deaf. So it alternates between what she hears, which is nothing, versus like just nature sounds of everyone trying to be silent. <sighs> it is oppressively silent. So good. It. Does it take you back to when Blair Witch first came out? Like when it was super hyped up? And when you thought it was up? real? 
And yeah. when you like everyone knew it was real because it was real found footage. Yeah. 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 Um I, I was telling the friends that we went to see it with, I have not had that much anxiety during a story since I read Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Have you ever read Dang. that? Dang! I didn't read it. I watched it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how the movie did, but I still have nightmares from that book. Just because of how taut yes. it was. The the, the, the suspense and, and the thrill was taut. It wasn't graphic or gory or right. or anything like that. The, the suspense was oppressively terrifying. Yeah. And that's how I felt watching this movie. John Krasinski... Yeah. Just well oh, done. Well, and my I dude. haven't even seen it, but I well can already done. tell. Well and I'm Emily not Blunt, shutting up right? about it. Emily oh, Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Krasinski. All Emily's are awesome, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Duh. So true. What up, Emily Blunt? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> M twins, yay. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah. I well, yeah, I am that one like the suspense is really good to me and like demented people, that's scary to me. Okay. Because that's legit. Okay. You know? So anything where it's just like somebody's super nutso like killer, okay, that's good to me. Okay, okay, or you know ghosty things, because it's like the can't see. I both love and yeah. I say okay, like I can't watch a lot of horror. This is probably the first scary movie nice. that I've seen in a while. Yeah, I haven't. Wa- I'm trying to think. What was the last one I watched? Did you watch it? The boyfriend figured out no, that was the last I one he watched. I haven't even seen it. I can't watch it. I mean, I saw the Ridge. Sure. I mean, I can't watch that either. Yeah, that's just messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, because uh, I th- well, I thought if I confronted my fear head on, yeah. and like I went, to, I found this BuzzFeed article that was like, you know, talking all about alternate Pennywise scenes that could have been in the movie and stuff yeah. like that. And the entire thing after every paragraph was a GIF of. Pennywise making a face, and I'm like, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> there was one where he had way too many teeth, and I'm like, I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, well, it's like, is Stephen King, like, if he didn't use this outlet, would he be a serial killer? Only or in some Maine. some sort of really messed up person. Only in Maine, though. I feel like, like the that's rest his, of us, the rest that's of his outlet. Like, that's his murder sure. as he puts it in a book. Sure, sure, sure. But again, as long as you're not in Maine, you'll be fine. Yeah, don't, don't go, go to, to Maine. <laughs> Stay away from foggy places, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, poorly lit places, and where things seem to be just a smidgen pigeon off. Run. Just like a wee, like if it's just a vibe, man. Yeah. Yeah. If it's constantly foggy in your place, run. Yeah, you can find another home. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Hey, Hi. this is What's in the Queue. With Krishana and Emily. Um, Krishana, I love your notebook. I I have feelings about my notebook. I like to touch it. Uh-huh. I like to touch it. Because it's, it's full of sequins. It's the sequency cover that you can move them back and forth. And yes. one way, it's an ice cream cone. Hell yeah. And the other way, it's a rainbow. Hell can yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. It's picking up a little bit. Get it. Yeah. Um, but I will say, it is not good for taking notes. Unless. It, unless. Unless you write Mrs. The Rock Johnson it, with a heart and an arrow. It's one of those It's one of those notebooks that's good for writing, you know, Mrs. Your Crush's last name here. Yeah. Like 1,000 times. Yeah. yeah. So, 
after this, I am going to get another notebook, and this one will go to my kids. That's fair. Do you want... I, I've got a straight-up basic black notebook. Would you like to use it? No. Okay. I am on the search. I am on the hunt. Word. I will get one. Okay. 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 Um, I, I finished my notebook. I'm, I You know, and that's... I have one page left, but I was yeah. like, I can't start. No, 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 no. Two different notebooks would be a much too much for uh, this tiny little closet. Especially for this documentary. Whew. Feelings. Well, so I actually got to say, I got about halfway through, and I was like, there's not much notes. It's a lot of feelings. It's a lot of, whoa, man. It's, it's, uh, it's segmented into... How to perceive, like, the perception of this murder. Yeah. How to, how we should perceive it. Yeah. How do we move on? Right. We're talking about The Witness, guys. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey. We watched this documentary. It's called The Witness. It's real good. Okay, so, if you're true crime fans like us, everyone knows, even if you don't necessarily recognize her name, everybody knows the story about Kitty Genovese. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Genovese was young woman, Queens, 1964, murdered, brutally raped and murdered by a psycho killer. I'm just going to call him psycho, psycho killer. Turdy McTurdson. Turdy McTurdson, the psycho killer. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be my password for all internet things <laughs> henceforth. Yes. Um, and the clickbait, the 1960s version of clickbait at that time was... 38 people watched the murder happen and didn't do a damn thing about it. Yeah. Now, we all know when the truth becomes the legend, you print the legend. Mm-hmm. And this has turned into legend. Yeah. But I will say, and if this was like Nowsies, mm-hmm. those people who did would probably be in trouble too. Back then... No. Did. That did see this. Because people did a see this happen. A couple people saw something. Somebody knows something. Yeah. As, as Somebody knows something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, the way I kind of want to unpack this documentary is I want to, I want to talk about the night. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about Bill, her brother. And how his un- investigation unfolds. Go. Okay. So, we've got March of 1964. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's chilly, cold night. Um, Kitty Genovese, I keep wanting to say Genovese, but it's Genovese. Um, she's parking at the, uh, at the train station in Kew Gardens in Queens. Um, she's heading off to her apartment. It's like a half a block down the road. It's at Austin and, and Marlbury, if you're in Queens. I guess go look it up. I love you. Yeah, yeah you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a man approaches her from behind, stabs her numerous times. She's screaming. Lights come on. A guy yells out, hey, get out of here. Scram. The, scram, you. The attacker, uh, Winston Mosley. Turdy McTurdson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Winston Mosley, he takes off, chills out in his car for about five, ten minutes, realizes there's no cops coming, so he changes his hat mm-hmm. and goes and tracks Kitty down again. 
finds her in the foyer of, I think is the foyer of her apartment mm-hmm. building, uh, rapes her and murders her. Yeah. And then takes off. Bye. Bye. That's it. Um, to just kind of wrap him up because, God, I hate him so much. Uh, the police do arrest him five days later. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets uh, he gets the chair. They reduce his sentence to life in prison. Mm-hmm. He breaks out of prison. Yeah. Goes on a terror spree in Buffalo. Uh, I think rapes some more women. Yo. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, terror spree in Buffalo. Um, and is taken in by the FBI. Uh, and then apparently cha- decides to change his life. He gets his sociology degree, uh, converts to being a good Christian man, and yeah, that's it. The end. We'll bring him back in a little bit in the end, but I just wanted to get him done with because, ugh. Because he's a dirty yeah. McTurderson. Super. So <clears throat> the newspapers at the time... They printed the story that 38 people watched this murder happen and nobody did anything about it. And and the country ran with that story. Like, that became the story. Not yeah. Kitty Genovese was murdered. It was, these people let this happen. Yeah. And, and basically what they said, too, that came from this was the 911 system. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's great. Super great. Yeah. You know, silver lining. Stinks it always takes something really jacked up. Yeah. Um. For, for change to happen, but I guess, you know, it happens one way or another. Um, so, yeah, so you run, you you meet Bill, um, who is Kitty's younger brother. He mm-hmm. was 16 when she was murdered, um, and she was 28. Yeah. Um, and Bill talks about Kitty like they had a special bond together. Right, right, right. Can they you... were very close. Yeah. Like, Kitty wasn't his mom. Like, he had a mom and dad. Yeah. But Kitty just got him. Like, mm-hmm. they just clicked as brother and sister. Um, Yeah, so, you know, when her murder happened, um, the family kind of just shut down. I mean, oh, mom lost yeah. it. Dad lost it. Um, there were other uh, siblings, Vincent and, and Frank. Frank. Um, Frank was younger than Bill, or is younger than Bill, yeah, and he's Vincent the baby. is the oldest. Yes. Um, and so it, it kind of became this thing of we don't talk about her. Like it was almost like she just didn't exist anymore because it was such a hurtful, painful thing. So. Um, especially Bill kind of grew up not really knowing what happened to his sister, just that she was dead and that's it. That's it. She's she's dead. She's gone. Yeah. They didn't go to, um, court during the trial. Um, none of that. Uh, they, they handled it in a very Irish Catholic way. Like, no, we just don't talk about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they talked about to like the mom and dad, um, mom had a stroke year after she was killed um and dad ended up dying of a stroke at 49 yeah just so just a few years later um so it was kind of always this hush thing and bill's kids and uh vincent and frank's kids they all kind of talk about that you know we just knew that this happened 
but that was it. So like, we didn't even know about how she lived her life, nothing. Um, so Bill went along his life. He, I think he made a lot of decisions based on what happened to her. Like, yeah, like he, he volunteered for the Marines in Vietnam versus, uh, he said he had all his friends who were trying to dodge the draft and he was like, well, I'm not just, I don't care if it's right or wrong. I'm not just going to stand by and do nothing. Yeah. And, um, dude, he was a hunk, a hunk, a hunk of burning love. This documentary is full of historical hotties. Whoa, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kitty, Girl had it going Smoking on. hot historical hottie. The clothes, the outfit, like, whoo. Pearls. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, Faye. Okay. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. Uh, yeah, so um, Bill heads off to Vietnam and unfortunately um, loses his legs. Real quick sidebar. explosion. Yeah. That explosion scared the shit out of me. Because I, I was watching, right. I was I, the first time I watched it at work. Again, I'm watching it at work, but I'm mostly listening at work, mm-hmm. and so I am assembling the parts that I do for my job. And, and all thing, of a sudden, and then poof, thing. yeah, and then, I damn near hit the floor. Yeah, I hit, I hit the floor. Yeah, Girl. I was like, oh, oh, okay, we're all right. Do we're I okay. need to like start screening things? I mean, like, hey, at Dude. minute. Blee, blah, blah, blah. Do I need trigger warnings? No, <laughs> yeah. I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Um, but yeah, no, like, he locked. He Lieutenant Dan in Vietnam. Oh, man. What What a bummer. Yeah. He's doing all right. I mean, he does fantastic. Yeah. And he's got some uh, handsome looking sons. Uh-huh. Yeah. How you L- doing? Long hair with earrings. Yeah. What hey. up? Hey. 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 Talk to your girls on the internet. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no. So, you know. The, B- Bill and, and Vincent and Frank and the, and the entire Genovese family, they just don't talk about Kitty. No one talks about Kitty. Yeah. Like, to and the point, like, during tragic. all of this, his brothers at different times were just like, when's this going to be enough for you, man? Can't you just stuff it down like the rest of us? Lock it up and don't talk about it like, and let it just eat at you? Eat some pasta. Don't, you know, yeah. let the murder eat you. Yeah. And no, for uh, Bill, I think he needed the closure. He needed the answers. He needed to find his what? own piece about it. He, he wanted the truth. Yeah. And the truth was very hard to come by. Right. Yeah. So Bill sets off on this journey um, trying to get all the police information and try and track down these witnesses that, you know, these quote unquote 38 that saw this happen. Right. And during his journey, he, well, he runs into a lot of speed bumps. Uh, A lot of people died. I mean, to be fair, when they were making this document, this documentary came out in 2015. Yeah. So you figure they're making it 2013, 2014. It was right at the 50th anniversary of Kitty's murder. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of the little old people who lived in Queens, who as uh, one guy in the documentary pointed out, all of them had numbers on their arms. Yeah. Uh, from the concentration camps. A lot of them are dead now. Yeah. Which he did bring up a good point for the people yes. that did hear slash see is a lot of them were from concentration camps. Yeah. That... Maybe they were freaking afraid to do anything, say anything, because they just got out of some crazy stuff. Right. Don't draw attention to yourself. Yeah. 
because attention only leads to trouble. That was uh, Michael mm-hmm. Farrar and his mom, Sophia. Uh, Bill, Katie's brother, finds out that Sophia Farrar was with Katie when she died. And that was something that wasn't in any report. Nobody talked about that. In the news reports right, right. or anything like that. In the like news that. reports, yeah. Um, it was in the police reports and in, and in court, but... The family didn't go. They did. I mean, they didn't even identify her body. Yeah, no, they were so messed up. Their uncle, their uncle had to do it. I get it. Yeah, but but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so Sophia ends up sitting down and and talking with Bill and really like talking through what happened that night. Oh, that's some tears came. Ooh. Some tears came with that one. Um, she she was she heard the screams. And, and, and her son, Michael, and her husband, they all heard the screams. Um, and then they get this phone call that Kitty is dying in a hallway. Kitty's bleeding in a hallway. Yeah. Sophia doesn't even think about it. She grabs her jacket and runs. Mm-hmm. And her husband, she's, she's, like, she's like, my husband was calling after me. Like, no, wait, wait for, I'll go, I will go with you. Wait for me. Yeah. He, but he didn't even have pants on yet. She's yeah. out the door. Yeah. She go. Yeah. So she was there in the foyer with Kitty holding her um and, and and in a lot of the crime scene photos that you get shown you see these these like bloody handprints yeah. on the wall i i've seen those photos before i thought those were kitties right no or his or his yeah, yeah. no no they're sophia's because when after kitty passed sophia tried to stand up there was so much blood on the floor mm. she slipped and had to hold on to the wall for support yeah now, here's some messed up little tidbits about this crime, too. Um, they figured that there was at least 30, possibly even 40 minutes between the first time that Turdy McTurderson stabbed Kitty mm-hmm. and took off and to when he came back and got her in the doorway and, and raped and murdered her. Um, a lot of the general witnesses um said you know they they heard this loud scream um and her screaming you know help me i've been stabbed like all these awful things just horrible screaming some people said they saw a man approach a woman and she screams and then sees him down sees her down on the ground and then he takes off and then her get up some people made mention that they thought maybe it was just a domestic situation. Which, okay, it's 3.30 in the morning. I get it. Yeah. But <laughs> that was also the time where husbands could punch the crap out yeah. of their wives and usually not get in trouble for it. I mean, the only reason I know this is because Boondock Saints, but rule of thumb. Yeah. Go. Right? Like, it's legal to... Beat your wife, yeah. As long as you don't use a stick bigger than your thumb, yeah. That may not, that might not actually be true because, I mean, I did l- learn about it in Boondock Saints, but it probably was true, right? <laughs> I mean, <sighs> right. Anyways, mind your business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was definitely part of the times of mind your business. Oh, for sure. Um, but I, I, I think it, I think it's even more so upsetting now because I, I mean, I can't possibly think of hearing something like that and not at least calling going, I'm hearing some bad stuff happening over you, here. 
You think he'd call? Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. You don't? I don't know. <gasps> we'll, we'll discuss that at the end, especially with the way the documentary ends. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll come back. Put a pin in that one. We'll come back to that one. Ping. All right. So, um... Basically, Bill tries to go through the original police records, but mm-hmm. they're so they're such shitty copies. Again, these are fifty year old uh, documents that have been photocopied that just they just don't hold up over yeah. time. So what he does is he turns to twenty twenty because twenty twenty in nineteen seventy four, I believe, mm-hmm. ten years after Kitty's murder, did a piece on on it, and he so he talks to the producer uh, Aaron Boyajan, and that guy had better photocopies yeah. of all the original people. Without names redacted. Exactly. So, now, there's a long list, again, long list of people who are just dead. Don't worry about them. They're gone. But he does find Lynn Tillotson, and he finds Hattie Grunt. Mm-hmm. Now, Lynn was really interesting because, technically, she could be considered one of the 38. And I'm using some air quotes here. Yeah. Um, she says that she heard yelling, mm-hmm. looked out the window, didn't see anything, mm-hmm. went back to sleep. Yep. Police came to the apartment in the morning, questioned her parents and her. They're like, yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't see anything. Right. Now, the police reports said that they did. Yeah. But well, that the mom did. That the mom did. But Lynn, Lynn doesn't even remember her mom talking to the police yeah now that got me thinking about law and order where uh, like like those those like standard police cops where yeah. like the husband is like, the only one who will do the talking and then the wife doesn't actually say anything but then she secretly talks to the detectives later so her husband doesn't know so like maybe then she said something yeah. but like that's also that's all just me speculating like that's pure speculation well and me that's me the, writing the story here's the other thing too um this is 50 years later. Right. Uh, she was 50 years younger. Mm-hmm. She also has had all that time of reading all the other news reports and this and that and seeing all this stuff. That influences your memory. Well, and not to mention, every time you think of a memory, you're not... You're not reliving the memory. You are thinking about the last time that you thought about the memory. Yeah. So your memories change over time. Yeah. And she seemed a little shifty, maybe. Like, trying to be pleasing Okay. to him. Sure, 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 sure. Not, you know. Not, mal- not, not malicious. Not, yeah. Okay. And that, well, and that leads us right into Hattie Grund. Because Hattie, yeah. Grund, Hattie Grund was another one that uh, the police spoke to the next day. And she was, uh, she said that she heard the cries for help mm-hmm. and that she called the police. Yeah. Now, only problem with that is, according to the police records, the call log yeah. for that night, no call came in until significantly later. The time that she says she called, there were no calls. Right. She says she called and the police were like, yeah, we already know about it. We're on it. We already got calls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is that true? I doubt it. I Bill seems to think it's something that she's probably just concocted over the years to make exactly. herself feel better. Exactly. Well, and and they talked about too, like to the beginning of it, where they were saying, you know, at this time in Queens, like the response time was 
two minutes or less. Right. For the cops to show up. Yeah. This is 40 minutes. Yeah. Up to. Of screaming. Yeah. Literally bloody murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I still don't want to be mad at these people. Well, no. I mean, maybe in her mind she really does think that she did after all these years. Yeah. It's like I said, I mean, it's been 50 years. She's had 50 years of experiences going through her mind. Yeah. And they even talk about that, too, witnessing a crime, and then they interview right after that. Like, you can see things differently or wrong because of your fear, because, you know, all these other things. Yeah, they they kept calling it, it's a Rorschach. It's a Rorschach test. Okay, well, what do you see in this chaos? Exactly. Um, I want to talk about... The New York Times article, because that's that was kind of what set this story into motion. Yeah. If it had been written any other way, they said that it probably would have just been another murder of another pretty young girl in Queens. Right. Maybe a little bit in the local. A week, a week's worth of a story. Yeah. But the the way they they credit A.M. Rosenthal, A. Rosenthal, he was the editor at the time. They credit him with breaking the story. Um, And the way that they couched the story, they exaggerated. Right. They wrote down that 38 people saw this happen and did nothing. Right. And she died alone. And she died alone. And this is the state that America's in. And we're going to hell in a handbasket because, uh, you know, we just don't look out for each other anymore. Wait, are you saying that... The news sensationalized something? What? Weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? Um, I and, wish we had video for that. <laughs> well, and, and Rosenthal even straight up says, you know, even if the number 38 isn't accurate, her murder led to change in our culture in America. Right. Oh, okay, that's that's nice, but what about the truth? Exactly. Exactly. And and so then it became this kind of double-edged thing of like, okay, so I've been kind of going along with these news articles, which is all I've ever seen because my family won't talk to me. They didn't want to be involved with anything. I didn't get to go to court. Da, 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 da. So what's true? What isn't true? And him just really having to piece all that together over how how long was the how long did they shoot this like it seemed like multiple years yeah i mean and you can see the family's like frustration yeah anxiety pain like you can see them go through this whole thing because to bill i like bill's just like zoned in now he's like oh and and she was screaming help me help me blah 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 and you can just see his family just like I don't want to talk about this. I don't Hurt. want to talk about yeah. this. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Switch Shut it the down. News. Yeah. Shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So by this time in the documentary, Bill's really come to the conclusion that there were, it's more like 30 ear witnesses. Yeah. With only a couple people who saw two people in a street. Yeah. Le- can we talk about uh, the fellow at the top of the stairs though? Yeah. We should talk about Carl Ross. Um, Ooh, and then we can talk about Mike Wallace. <laughs> he should have gone to jail. Really? Yeah, because you know that thing of like being an accessory or not giving aid. Like people go to jail for that. Oh, shit. like a good Samaritan law. Yeah, 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 
Okay, okay. Because according to all this stuff, I mean, he literally stood at the top of the stairs where Kitty was lying on the ground being raped and stabbed Mm -hmm. by Mr. Turd. (laughs) Turd, son of turd. (laughs) You turdy turd turd. Um, I mean, even Mr. Turd says, I saw him. We shared a moment. I knew he wasn't going to do anything, so I kept going. Yeah. Dude. Like, I'm not saying you need to put yourself in danger. No. But. But. If nobody else called, that mofo should have been the one that called. Probably should. But he did call his girlfriend. Yeah. And that chick was like, stay out of it. Just don't get involved. We have dinner in an hour. Well, it's like 3.30 in the morning. So we have dinner tomorrow. We have breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, have, Have you ever... There's a thought experiment that I had to do in that I had to do in the army for some training. Okay. Where um, a woman yeah. is uh, that we'll call her a princess. She's um, in her husband's castle. Okay. Uh, the prince tells her, "Do not leave this castle. I'm gonna go out on some. Uh, I'm gonna go out on uh, out of the country for some business. I'll be back in a few weeks. Do not leave this castle. It's not safe out there." Got it. The princess sees her princely husband. Right off. Bye. Leaves the castle to go meet her lover in the woods. Slut. Whoa. <laughs> Calm down. Oh. <laughs> On the way there, she's yeah. met with a brigand who kills her. Uh-oh. Whose fault is it that she died? Well, the murderer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because... Do people say her? A lot of people say her in the thought experiment during wow. training. Because, well, if she hadn't left the castle, she'd have been fine. Or if her husband hadn't left town, she'd been fine. You can't say that. She could have slipped and fell and cracked her nugget open. Exactly. Now, it is important not to victim blame. Correct. Which we're not doing. Yes. I also don't want to... I don't want to bystander blame. I don't feel that it's... Right? I'm just saying. But then I have all these examples from history where it's like, if somebody would have just said something, how much could have been... Right. Okay. Who are you going to (laughs) haunt? I'm just saying, if I'm laying at the bottom of the stairs, already, like, stabbed a bunch, in there, getting stabbed and raped again, and I look up and my neighbor, who has borrowed sugar from me, who we've had little chit-chats. Who did sell me a poodle to give to my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He just was like, well, this might delay my morning poop, so I'm going to just zip my lips and let you get murdered. I know. I'm not saying he had to run down there and be like, I got you, see? <laughs> it's the 60s. They'd already gotten rid of that transit line. Oh. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, there, you go. there you go. Don't stab like, chill, her, man. dude. Cool, I got dude. a dibs. <laughs> chill. He, he should have called the police before his lady. No. Like, yeah. I mean, that's you're like right. watching you're somebody drown. I know. And you're just like. I know. You're not They wrong. shouldn't have ate that sandwich 22. Eight minutes ago. Oh, God. 
God, if only they would have waited two more minutes. <laughs> like, I can't get wet. I have to go to work in ten minutes. I can't get wet and go save you. Right. I this know. This is the same thing. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I don't. I don't want to defend that guy. I don't want to defend that guy. But I mean, I'm just... not saying he should have maybe gone. I, I mean, maybe I don't know what the punishment should be, but it should be way more than well. Yeah. Cool. It just she died. Sucks. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. Okay, so... Uh, yes. So, on Bill's journey of discovering the truth and all this stuff, he actually finds out that his sister was gay. Well, and not and not only gay, but married to a dude right before uh, she... Well, that she was married to somebody. And can I ask why you think he didn't want to say anything to his ex-wife's brother? I'm gonna say because okay so we're talking about Rocco sorry uh Rocco and Katie were married like right when she was out of high school um and when Bill writes to Rocco Rocco's like yeah I just need you to respect my privacy and I don't want to deal with that anymore I'm gonna chalk it up to he's probably mad that he was married to a lesbian you think that's the vibe I got Mm. but again it's Bill reading a letter, so I'm just adding my yeah. feelings onto yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't think anything, like, malicious, like, he was involved in the murder or anything. Oh, no, no, but no, no, no. I'm just like, well, get, I mean, send him one letter about, you know, how you met. Like, it doesn't yeah. even have to be involved. Like, it could just be surfacely, oh, we met here, you know, and Married then things kind of fell get, apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, she was wish tricks. you well. Yeah. Toodles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the quote, the quote that Rocco writes in his letter is, "My relations with Kitty shall remain a mystery forever." And I wrote in my notes. So, but now, after Rocco, she gets with. Um, oh my gosh, I want to get her name right, Marianne, who I heart Marianne. I know a whole bunch. Um, so. Uh, this is 1960s, so there's no lesbians ever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no lesbians ever. They're gal pal roommates. They're like BFFs, gal pals, roommates. With a two-bedroom apartment that they only use one in. Um, like, and it was to the point where, like, Marianne would come home to New Canaan to visit Kitty's family with her. Yeah. And Bill was like, well, yeah, it's just my sister's roommate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what I found most interesting was um, the dog story. <gasps> oh. Because it hurt my heart. Kitty had gotten Marianne a poodle. And yeah, like, like after a fight. Like after a fight, that like she was like, well, uh, look, here's an adorable puppy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Love this puppy. Um, Andrew. And then, Andrew. Cute. Andrew's almost as good of a name for dogs as Gary. Yeah. Um. So, after Kitty's murder, Kitty's parents were like, "Well, we're gonna need that dog because that dog's Kitty. Yeah, that dog belongs to Kitty." Yeah. And Marion's like, "Um, no, Nay. she got it for me. It's mine." And what does Kitty's dad do? Fucking steal the dog out of her apartment while Marianne is sleeping. Yeah, man. What fucking shit is that? And here's where it gets worse. <sighs> Kitty's dad. Brought the dog home because he thought that it would make his wife feel better after yeah. Kitty's murder. Had the opposite effect, as Bill says. And the mom was like, I just need you to get rid of that dog. 
Did he take the dog back to Marianne? No. It went to... No, no, knowing 1960s dads, he probably took it out back and shot it. But again, yeah. that's speculation. I can't confirm or deny that. Right. And how Bill tells us, like, he's just hearing about where Andrew came from. Yeah. Like, he he was just like, well, Andrew just appeared one day. Yeah. And made my mom more sad. And then Andrew disappeared. Right. Like, that's I mean, like, what he says. I was like, ah! I mean, because this is a teenage boy trying to process his sister's murder and the falling apart of his parents. Like, yeah. it's not easy. Um, I do want to go back to Walter and Victor. Um, mm. uh, because Walter and Victor, they, uh, Victor worked with Kitty at the bar that she worked at. Uh, Kitty was a bar manager at Ed's 11th hour. And Walter was a was a bar patron, and I also want to add in Angelo because he was a friend. Now they were a hoot. The the three of them were a hoot. Walter and Victor said the exact opposite things about Kitty that Angelo <laughs> said, and Angelo said the exact opposite <laughs> things about Kitty than what Walter and Victor said. Yes. And it just it just reinforced the idea that nobody knew Kitty's whole story. Yeah, like Angela was like nobody knew she was gay. Yeah, I was like the only one who knew because people, people, you know, way. people thought I was her boyfriend. I was like, no, we're just friends. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody knew she was gay. <laughs> and then Walter and Victor, were like, yeah, we all knew she was gay. Like yeah. she was one of the bros, man. Like people would borrow money for her. Kitty got arrested. Yeah. Bill, Bill didn't know she got arrested. Yeah, and then that's where he found out like the picture that is always shown an association with kitty like when you look up this doc the picture that is is for this documentary that's her mugshot yeah it's a good fucking mugshot darn good mugshot historical hottie mine will be awful i was about i thought you were about to describe a mugshot of your past i'm like do tell (laughs) it'll be on facebook no my but mine will be like totally red face oh sure hair a hot mess. Yeah. Mascara, no eyebrows. <laughs> maybe no eyelashes either. Smudged lips. Yeah. It, I will be, uh, maybe vomit running down my face. Yes. One never knows. Whatever. But it will not be like Kitty's. It will not. K- Kitty looked hot. And basically what Kitty got arrested for, they said, was she would kind of run the money to the bookies that people would play place bets on. And she got caught. It happens. You know. Hey, I mean, everybody's got a little, make a little side cash. Why not? Yeah. So we move forward and, and we start talking about Mr. Turd, uh, Winston, um, and Bill's kind of search for, do I meet him? Will that help me? What will that do for me? And, um, he decides that he is going to reach out and they go through like the crisis team that yeah, there's gets a, people uh, together. An office of dispute, uh, resolutions. Yeah. Based, and from what it sounds like, it sounds like the correction department in, in Queens County, what I don't know, whatever that County is. Yeah. Um, like they have a process that you can do with a mediator of if you have been wronged by someone and that yeah. someone has been convicted and is in jail and is serving time, like, they coordinate sit-downs together. Yeah. Which, I think this is nationwide. Is it? Because okay. Because, think about Dear Johnny. Or, where's John? Who, well. who, what, where, when, why's Johnny? Johnny. When, um, Sassy Pants' mom goes to meet. Oh, yeah. yeah. That 
probably happened through that same way. Good point. Um, I just figured she talked her way in there. Well, a lot of it's like when families are ready to um, maybe get for give forgiveness mm-hmm. or um, maybe the person who's done the crime is ready to actually try and make amends. Like, it can go either way. Yeah. The prisoner can try and reach out and then they'll reach out to the family like, do you want to talk to him? Or vice versa. Which is a much better idea than just getting a collect phone call. Oh, <laughs> yeah. From jail. That, like, let's not do that. Now. So, he he starts going through this process, and I, I, I'm guessing that there's some training of therapy for these two people that are mediating, kind of checking, like, they in with legit. Bill. Like, are you going to get into the room with this dude and... Are you going to punch him? Yeah. Like, what's what is your goal? In yeah. sitting down and talking with this man that injured your family so much. Yeah. And, you know, so then they reach out to Turd Winston and, you know, Bill's like waiting. He's like, you know, is he going to respond to me? And I think he was really thinking that he was because there's been these interviews with Winston where. Right. He's given you know, significant amounts of media coverage. Yeah. And he says, nay to Bill. Yeah, I've just, I've, I'm tired of being exploited by the media. Wah, wah, Go fuck yourself. Wah. Um. So, okay, so Bill decides he's going to write Winston a letter. Because the, the people at the Office of Dispute Resolutions are like, well, we, we're, we can't tell you no. You cannot write somebody a letter. You can always write somebody a letter. It may not come to anything. Right. So, Bill, and I don't know how how he managed this but he sat down with winston mosley's son reverend stephen mosley most awkward interview i've ever seen most awkward sit down i have ever seen like i've been in those situations it's fun oh god so now i will say the one good point that reverend steve makes is forgiveness is not for others it is for you Forgive, right. Forgiveness is an internal thing that happens. It is not an external thing. Right. That's a good point. Now, uh, between the bullshit letter that Winston wrote, um, completely denying... Changing his whole story. Like, and changing mind you, his he whole... gave a full, detailed confession. And not one of those coerced co- confessions that we talk a lot about. Like, right. just a legit confession. Between... The bullshit response that Winston gave to Bill, the stuff that Steve was saying that his father told him that happened that night, mm-hmm. it was like, well, Kitty was using a bunch of racial slurs against my dad and he just snapped. And, you know, I mean, honestly, I didn't even want to come talk to you because, I mean, you're clearly part of the Genovese crime family that's po- that's prevalent right. in New York. And Bill's sitting there like, no, I'm not. It's Genovese. Yeah, <laughs> as know. he points to his wheelchair. Um, I just, huh. yeah, that was kind. Of, that was one of the roadblocks for Bill that I was like, oh, I wish he didn't have to go through that. Yeah, and then he gets this letter from Winston, basically saying that he was like the driver of the guy who actually killed Kitty. Right, I didn't murder her. I, no. Or another woman named, I want to say her name. Uh, oh my God, who was the other woman that he murdered? Um, uh, let's see. Oh, Annie Mae Johnson was another woman that Winston confessed to murdering two weeks before he murdered Kitty. Hey, 
So when you were searching for her name, uh-huh. I was like, I didn't write her name down. And then I looked down and I was like, boom, oh, look, it's right there. Found it. Uh, uh, she was shot four times yes. and raped. Yes. Oh, and she was still alive when he was done raping her. Yeah. So he picked her up, put her into the house where her family was sleeping, and lit the fucking house on fire. Oh, he raped her some more. Yes. In there. Yeah. And then he was like, nah, I'm done. So he wads up papers. Yeah. Puts it around her and lights that mofo on fire. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, after he kills Kitty, he's driving... There's a car oh stopped at a this. light yeah. with a dude passed out like in the fell, driver's seat. Fell asleep, fell asleep driving. Fell asleep driving. Right. DUI. Sure. Um, it's the 60s. That didn't he exist. gets out of his car, holding the knife down to his side, out of sight, and he delicately taps the man on his shoulders. Yeah. And he goes on his way. Well, he didn't feel like murdering him. Yeah. I was like, um, if homeboy didn't get caught... How many other murders would there have been? Uh, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have stopped. It would have just escalated further and further. Yeah, because he literally had no emotion. No. No, no anything. Cool as a cucumber. No, like, well, she was blah, 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 blah. No, he was just like, I just was going to go kill somebody tonight. A woman. I, I felt like it. And I did. Jo- job well done. Check it off your list. Hey. So, yeah. Okay. So, wrapping up Winston, because I'm done talking about him, because fuck that guy. Yeah. Turdy McTurdson. Yeah. Awful human being. Yeah. Says that he's gotten better in prison, but I'm going to say no. No, especially after that letter. <sighs> um, <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right, look, we, we're at the end of the documentary. Huh. Bill decides that one of the things that he should do for closure, and I'm not going to lie, this is fucked up. It's really messed up. So he finds an actress who she's going to recreate Kitty's vocalizations that night. And they put up little letters all over the neighborhood saying, hey, we're doing this sound experiment at 3.30 on this night. Please don't call the cops on us. We're we're filming a documentary. And I guess that worked because nobody called the cops. That we know of. That we know of. Um, But it was literally Bill sitting out on the corner. And by this, himself. By himself in his, in his wheelchair, because God forbid his fucking siblings would support him in anything. And this actress that's he, that he gets, I didn't, I don't remember her name. Um, I don't either, but she looked kind of similar to Kitty. She looks very similar to Kitty. Dark hair, um, gorgeous eyes, uh, you know, average height. She recreates that night. by Like full on. Like running down the street, screaming. I'm, I can't even scream like that in this house right now because one, I value your ears listener. Yeah. And two, just, just the thought, because, because, I mean, she is an actress. She is in a role. She is living it in that role. Yeah. Just thinking about having to get the mindset of being stabbed, being raped, lying in a pool of your own blood in a foyer. I, I bawled at the end of this documentary. Yeah, I had a lot of, like, hands over the face, just really quiet. I couldn't, and especially, I couldn't look at the screen. Well, I, I was look at looking at Bill. At, like, I think it was, like, a weird closure. Like, he needed to 
see it. Feel it. That's, he needed to feel it. It's rough, dude. Yeah. But I'm hopeful that he got the closure that he needed because after it was all over, like, the actress comes out and they just kind of hug Which, each other. Which, I'm not going to lie, I would have needed a hug, too. Yeah. I needed a hug. And you could tell she was crying from that, too. So, I mean. <sighs> yeah. You guys Great watch, acting. You, you should watch this documentary. Very good documentary. Do you know what this documentary is better than? What? <laughs> the documentary launched last week. <laughs> God, I hate that documentary. Oh. Uh, that's my new low. Take Your Pills is my new low for documentary standards. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah. Good music. Beautiful scenery. Yeah. Beautiful cinematography. Um, it's great. We liked it. I loved it. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Did you know that we're having a contest for new theme music? We are totally having a contest for new theme music. Are you music savvy? Huh? I didn't hear you. Uh, Okay. Okay. We want something cool. Yeah. I mean, we don't hate our theme music, but... We're looking for an upgrade. Yeah. We want to be more professional. Yeah. So... Hook us up, help us out. Yeah. Um, we'll blasty blast your name. You get a t shirt. Yeah. You get all of our love and Endless support. Love. We'll we'll hug you and hold you like a baby. But we'll like tell you everything's gonna be okay. But like on the internet and like from a distance. Oh. Oh, safety first. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our neighbors will call the police, okay? Ugh. I'll tell you about my neighbors later. <laughs> my neighbors will come up. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> um, so please do that. Um, let us know if you would like to purchase a t-shirt. Um, and follow us on all the things. Give yes. us good reviews if you want to. Yeah. Um, um we s- need it. Send us an email with uh, suggestions. Thank you to listener Zach for yeah. that uh, Space Camp documentary. We're definitely going to check that out. Excited! Um, I feel like I'm going to cry because happy teenage nerds make me happy. Well, space. It's, it's everywhere. It's, this is not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye.